Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the one-on-one podcast. I'm Derek. I'm back with Rodney. Uh, 10 games until the NBA season. Most most teams have played about 10 games, uh, give or take a game or two. And we had some early season uh, predictions and now we have got to kind of walk some of those back and got to like double down on some other ones. So yeah. Hi, hi. How's it been holding up, Rodney? How, how you doing? Good, you know what I'm saying? Back in Maryland, you know, for another weekend. I've been been, been here like two of the past three weekends, so I don't know when I'll be back again. Maybe Thanksgiving, but yeah. Back no, in two like, weeks. <laughs> oh, right. It's like in two weeks. So, yeah, I guess I'll be back again. But, no, I'm just – I'm cool. And like I said, the NBA season's been interesting for many reasons. Like, I feel like this is a super parody. wide open – Yeah. Yeah, it's just like this is – you know, this is a parody that everyone asked for, I suppose. But it's parody with – teams having you know superstars like even with like you know you look at the nets or look at the lakers uh you know teams that were supposed to be you know stacked quote unquote and i don't know if it's you know because we're back to 82 games or or what but it's like i feel like it's damn near everyone except maybe three or four teams are, are off to a pretty slow start i would also say that the early like everybody talks about how like oh the games don't matter until christmas or after the super bowl these games have been really good like i've the, the, the I've watched a lot of good basketball over the first 10 games for these teams. So um, I think that bodes well for the league too. Like you could just turn on any game and you're guaranteed to pretty much have a, a pretty interesting game. So. Um, yeah, no, that's definitely true. I mean, that's part of it. Like, you know, there's no, there's very few standout teams. So yeah, like to your point, like everyone, you know, it's, it's, you know, looking at it from like a betting perspective, for example, like it's pretty, it's hard to bet on these games right now. Like you don't know, you know, who's good. Like I thought, you know, the Sixers without Ben Simmons and Tobias, for example, would be a, a team to bet against, you know, and they're eight and two right now. And this is attraction. <laughs> this is attraction. Low, low key. I mean, I say this is really, I mean, Ben Simmons is not, it's not, it's not looking good. They don't, they don't really look like they miss him. So do we want to start there? I guess so. We'll start this show. We're gonna talk about uh, big surprises that we have. I wasn't gonna start with them, but I already have people hitting my phone. Like you said, the Sixers are gonna be in the playing game. Look where we're at now, and um, I gotta start there. The Sixers have looked better than than I've anticipated. Um, I will say that when we ran through the pot the the podcast that we did, like our ten in you know top eight, and then you know two playing teams. I know in the East, I forgot the Mavs, and on the on, I mean, on West, I forgot the Mavs. On the East, you forgot the Sixers, and I asked you that, and we both agreed they'll be around like six, maybe a playing game. I will, yeah. I will walk that back and say, I said that was based on Embiid's health, and then Embiid plays great. I still, even if he played MVP level, I still had them around five or six, um, and if he missed ten games, then they they're looking at a play in. But I mean, as of right now, ten games in the season, he's had some some okay games and some better games, and they're eight and two atop of the Eastern Conference. So uh, I definitely have to give props what props is due. Um, they are they do look like like I always bring up the '98 Lakers with all those um, all stars: Nick Van Exel, Eddie Jones, Kobe, Shaq. Um, you didn't win a championship until you got rid of Nick Van Exel and Eddie Jones. So it's kind of the addition by subtraction. Like you got to let some people shine. Um, sometimes having too much talent, oddly enough, is a problem, especially talent that doesn't necessarily fit together. So, um, 
I mean, we can unpack that. It's a lot more to unpack there. I know that's very broad, so don't take that stance and run with it as, as it applies to the Sixers. But it's definitely a distance I subtraction with Ben Simmons. Other people are getting the shine in their roles. Steph Curry, I still dream about Steph Curry playing for the Lakers. Um, yeah, well, keep, keep dreaming, pal. Yeah. Uh, I, Tyrese, I rem- Tyrese I rem- as well. Yeah, I remember that all season very vividly. I, I mean, but anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll come back to it. Don't worry. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Seth, um is balling, uh, Korkmaz. It's just, just a, a, it's just a basketball also, the crazy basketball. thing with the Sixers is uh, I didn't expect Drummond to be, like, you know, this good in his role, you know what I mean? Like Basketball like, when it, by like, committee, man. You got to give people enough of their role. Sorry to cut you off. You have to give people enough of their role to shine to their fullest extent. It, it doesn't work when you have two people that are, like, unless they're willing to, somebody's willing to sacrifice and they just really like each other. It, it, or, like, they're highly efficient, but, like, people have to be able to play up to their full capability. You can't have two people not really playing up to their capability. And I feel like that's kind of what Drummond was in, in LA. Like he was kind of splitting time with Harold and uh, uh, Gasol. And it was like, he was here and there. And it's like, it looks good on paper, but like, it doesn't work. Also like, yeah, he, you know, he wasn't necessarily winning anything in Cleveland. So he's probably just been better than, than advertised. Um, like you said in this role, but. That Sixers team is winning basketball games by committee. Um, and as long as Embiid stays healthy, like, I don't think they'll be top in the East. Um, but then again, you don't know. Like, we can go into our surprises. The teams that you think would be top are kind of slumming it. You know, the Bucks, obviously because of injuries, but. Yeah, I'm going to say, I'm not even really, I'm not too worried about them. I mean, if you told me that Middleton and Holiday and Brooke Lopez would be out, then this is about what I would expect. I wouldn't consider them a surprise. Um, and oh, yeah, I don't have them as a surprise. I'm saying, like, the Nets are slumming, but, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel you. I mean, I feel like the Nets is just, we'll see over time if James Harden can play himself into shape. Um, I think my big surprise in the East, just from a strictly um, regular season standpoint, has one been the Hawks? Um, I, I, you know, I thought that their depth, depth, um, you know, when then Trey Young, after a playoff run, um, I thought they would be better than four and six. I felt like they've lost some winnable games, and it's weird with the Hawks because I feel like their depth was a good thing, but now it's almost like I don't, I don't want to say a bad thing, Too many but it's guys. just not as good as I thought. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like it's one thing to have depth, but then it's another thing to have so many guys who are starter caliber. Um, addition by subtraction, man. Like, it's just it's hard to fit everyone in. Uh, so I don't know how you know if they if there's a trade to be made. I definitely feel like they have a two for one trade or something to be made, um, especially with Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter contracts both coming up. You know, they've already got. I'll, well, I'll, he's I'll, already been paid. He's I'll, already I'll been talk, paid. No, I'll talk about this later because I, I have I was thinking about this last night. Um, and I don't I don't really jump on the trade machine. So sorry to all my listeners if if the trade is kind of out there. But as far as money wise, but I have a trade for them for another team. Um, Let's but, hear it. We're talking about them now. Let's hear it. Well, the other team is another surprise. So I'll bring them up um, and we tie it back. But I will say this: I'm not surprised by the Hawks because I got on this podcast over the summer. And everybody was like, the future's looking bright. And I was like, let's slow our roll here. This team, I don't mean to disrespect them, but they they caught lightning in a bottle to get to the, the conference finals. And everybody's like, oh, the next step is they got to either get back or go to the finals. I'm like, are we are we sure this team is ahead of schedule? If they get knocked out in the second round next year, that'll be right. Regression to the means. That'll be right. We're about like, wasn't that last year was Trey Young's first playoff appearance, right? Yeah. 
you don't go one one in one playoff appearance and go straight to the conference finals. So like it's about a you know, it's about where they should be at. Now, to your point, them being a good regular season team, it's 10 games of the season. So let's give it some time. And I know you are, I'm just speaking in general to people, but um I did see them being a little better than like like you said. But as far as them like overall, like they're not really shocking to me because I just kind of felt like Yo, we don't know how good cameras is really going to be, or is he going to fit? We don't. Herders, I mean, uh, Hunter's coming back. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't know how he's going to fit into all this. Like, Herder got paid, and he's still, you know, he's still producing. But you know, we didn't know this is his fourth year. So, like, he had a great last season, great playoff run. Like, maybe he's just an average guy. Maybe he's a little bit better. You know, what I'm saying all these are unknown facts. Like, um. So yeah, I'm not really that that surprised by the Hawks. And that's just probably because it's my long-term view on them. It's just like I think they'll make the playoffs. I think they'll probably go in the first round, but like that's about it. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't banging. I just, like, I just thought they'd be a good regular season team. Yeah, and in I, terms I of the playoff you. run, I kind of felt like, you know, they kind of overachieved going to the conference finals given circumstances and matchups and whatever. But I thought they'd be a top three, top three, top four seed, you know, and they still might be, but you know, these first ten yeah, games. Ten games, then you know. Yeah. Um, my next surprise, the Hawks are one. My next surprise team uh, is, and I've been wrong about, I've been wrong about this team for so many years now. And um, I don't even mind that I'm wrong. I don't care. Like I'm not, you know, but it's the Boston Celtics. It's Jalen Brown when he was drafted. I was like, I don't know what you guys see in this guy. He's not it. He's definitely it. So I was wrong about that. So I've been on like a two year apology tour. Or since his second year, like a apology tour of like, yeah, okay, I see it. And every year, like the last two years, dating back to like the bubble, the last two seasons, I've been like, they have the talent, which they do, they'll figure it out. The talent will win out. And I something about that still tells me it will win out, but like I was wrong about Struder. He just doesn't he doesn't really fit. They need a playmaking point guard. Uh yep. You can't have um, Fruger and Marcus Smart as your two point guards. Yeah, um, the talent on paper is still there. Like I was talking to uh, same Jalen, the same person that hit me about the Sixers was like, "How do you think we're going to get better, or we're going to be worse?" And the Celtics didn't get any better. I told him, "I think the Celtics are fine. They'll be fine. I definitely think y'all got worse without Ben Simmons, and it just hasn't been the case. Like it's been the exact opposite. And any team that has a players only meeting, like it, it." It means something is wrong. I've never heard of, of team. Maybe maybe teams do have it when you know as part of their team. Yeah, bonding. but if it goes into the media, yeah, that's what I'm saying. When, when if we have to, if we hear about it, that means it's a problem. So it's just very like it's very weird. And um, I'm not even one of those people who think I don't think Jalen Brown and I don't get the Jalen Brown and Tatum vibes that they can't play together. I just yeah, think they just like need a real point guard. Right, and I, I think also too, if they're gonna play together and they're gonna, if you want them to be ball dominant and like Marcus Smart was like, I, you know, they don't want to pass in in the clutch, then you need to build a team around them that like you need shooters like a Duncan Robinson, somebody who's gonna yeah, stand in the corner, no, yeah, yeah, right, no somebody's gonna that's gonna stand in the corner and shoot and doesn't doesn't need the ball, you can let them do that, or you need a playmaker that is gonna take the ball out of their hands and give it to them when he wants to give it to them, you know, when he sees it fit. And the roster right now is built neither of those ways. So it's very, like, weird to me. You know what I'm saying? If you look through NBA history, 
a lot of certain certain teams like Steph and I think Steph and maybe KD, but they are so highly efficient. They're taking jump shots. And I don't even know what Jalen and, and Tatum are averaging right now, right? But it's very hard if you have two people averaging 25 or plus points on the same team. Like, and if you do, they're, you know, maybe the 01 Lakers with Kobe and Shaq in the playoffs and maybe some couple of the years where, like, their numbers may have been inflated because they played a lot of games without each other. But if you look at some of those teams, it's like those were the scoring load and everybody else just played their part. They don't have that roster right now. They have other guys on there that can do things like Struder and that, that need the ball and are not just standing in the corner. I just take five shots and I'm good. So Yeah, I think I think the thing with the Celtics that we – because uh, I kind of agree with you that I, I also felt the Celtics would be better just talent-wise on paper, but I feel like we both overlooked one, uh, first-year head coach, and two, first-year first GM. GM, exactly. So, you know, not even necessarily from the players, but pretty much, you know, the entire organization, everyone in that organization in a lot of ways are doing new things and tr- pretty much learning on the fly, you know? I will say, I so think... So, I feel like that's kind of come down to the roster i do think um i'm not i don't i think it'll be pretty crazy to trade one of them now but i i do see a world where they're not on the same team in a couple years like i i i could just see it uh i mean i don't i think i I think just just not not even one of them would have to say one of them would have to like demand a trade i don't think that they would just volunteer that because I think it's way easier to just find some role players that fit around them than to find maybe, a good maybe I just feel like one of them. the history of the NBA just suggests this one happen. Now, should it happen? I I think they can figure it out, but I just think it's going to happen. And this goes to how an next trade. Like if you build around one of them, addition by subtraction. Like I think um, the Hawks need a a tall ball handling not primary ball handling, uh, extra ball handling wing that can play both sides of the ball. That is probably a little bit better than Hunter. Not that Hunter is bad, right? And I think Boston it needs role players that can create their own shots um, and play both sides of the ball and also handle the ball a little bit, but also are clear-cut number twos or number threes or so on. So, like, would you package a deal for, like, let's say you go the Tatum route. Jalen Brown for Herder and Hunter or Herder and some picks or Hunter and some picks or something like that. Hmm. Not I mean, necessarily I could, today, I, but like you right, get like, But I'm saying at one point, I mean, you would, I would, I mean, if you're the Celtics, you need a little bit more, but I, I mean, I see the, the vision. Uh, I mean, especially if you're the Hawks, I mean, if you can get a two for one or three for one, uh, you know, maybe throw Cam Reddish in there or something. Because if you're uh, Boston, I mean, if you're, you're Hawks, getting you a heart, you do that in a, in a heartbeat. Right, because if you're Boston, if you're the Hawks, you're getting that number two guy or really that number one guy, right? It'll probably fit on your roster because you're going to kind of de- be depleting some of that talent that, like, kind of can't really – not going to shine because the way the roster is right now is so many guys, but you're getting that one bigger wing that, you know. Now, how will it work with Trey and, like, that person? I don't know. Like, that, we could be open up another can of worms. But if you're Boston, you're getting rid of – and I don't say this to say that you want to get rid of one of those, but you get rid of one of those guys, you go all in, you know, let Tatum, let's just say it's Tatum, right? Let him max out to his full, I want to be a top five guy in NBA capabilities. And you're still getting guys who fit and can shine to their complete status under under him, but like still feel that Jalen Brown, like I play defense, I can score. I'm just you know, obviously not. Yeah. As good. Are we sure? Are we sure that Jason Tatum's better than Jalen Brown? No, we're yeah. 
here's the thing. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I was just hypothetically throwing it out. That's what I'm saying. I don't think you make that. If I'm Boston, I'm definitely not making that call until, like, you know for sure, if I'm ever making that call. But, I mean, the media, the, the way the world has been, you know, Jalen, I mean, excuse me, uh, Tatum was the number one pick. Well, I guess he was number three, two, whatever he was. So, you know. Brown, I think he was three, I think. Yeah, so, I mean, they traded for Tatum, basically, you know, they finessed the Sixers for him. Right. Um, so, like, he's the guy, you know what I'm saying? And I think Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown pick was kind of shocked, surprising, I feel like, more than, like, the Tatum going where he is, so. For sure. So, you know, like, that's what the world will suggest that it is. I'm not saying I necessarily believe that or don't. Um, but Tatum definitely be struggling, man. Like, he he's, he's throwing up some stinkers. Yeah, no, nah, he really has. My my fantasy team has felt it. So I mean, but randomly to your point, you know, Dylan Brown's hurt. He played uh, with a hamstring thing, and Tatum had a good game last night. That's what I'm saying. Like it's it's that weird. Like sometimes, unless one person is going to sacrifice a little bit of themselves, or especially when you have two guys at the same, like honestly, the same position. They're both small forwards. Like so, yeah, both wings, whatever yeah. you want to call it. So like. And it can work. I'm just saying, like, they either have to be highly efficient, you know what I'm saying? Not to say that they aren't, but they, you know, like Steph and Clay, or Steph and KD or Steph and Clay work because both of their shooters face the floor. Or, you know, it just one guy has to take a back right. seat. Or, you, or, or you have to have the a perfect team I think both, to let them do you just what have, they want to do. Yeah, you just can't have – I think the, the bigger issue is, yeah, like, to your point, like, they're both two ISO players, you know? Right, and then you got Marcus Smart who, like, obviously he shouldn't be calling for the ball in the clutch, but I also feel what he's saying. Like, bro, if I'm just standing in the corner, like that's not his skill set either. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's, it's just, nah, I, I did not, I did not feel what he was saying. He was throwing up bricks when they did pass him the ball. I don't want to hear nothing from Marcus. <laughs> okay. It, it shouldn't come from Marcus smart, but I get your point. Like, bro, they know, they know you're not, you two are not going to pass the ball. So they're going to double team you. And if you're going to take like a they were passing the ball, I just feel well, like they don't have nobody to pass it to. Who's shooting? Like, who's making shots? Well, that's hey, that's, that's when the they did 06, pass it. That's the 06 Kobe conundrum, right? Everybody, he don't pass the ball. Well, yeah, well, I'd rather Kobe take a shot than Brian Cook. Like, that's just, <laughs> you know, how it goes. But I also feel like as I, you know, getting older and, like, progressed in basketball, it's like, all right, bro, if somebody's wide open, like, you, you depending on who it is, got to kind of trust your teammates. Now, this is coming I mean, out feel that. I, I'm, but I'm this not, comes I just down, don't think that Tatum or Brown are, are throwing up a shot over a double team versus passing. Uh, you know, well, I mean, I don't know what game necessarily he was talking about. I've watched a few Celtics games. So I, I can't pinpoint the exact game, but I, I do feel your point. Like it also, sometimes we have to look at the message, not the messenger. And I get it. Like Marcus Smart should not be the guy saying it, but I also feel him like, cause he's probably talking more. So it was about, after the Bulls game. Okay. So he's probably talking more. So even about maybe not list the last shot, just like the last few possessions of a game. Like you do have to entrust your teammates that like, you know, I got to give it to Marcus. Maybe Marcus makes a play, drives, kicks out to Stroder or or Time Lord or whoever, you know what I'm saying? But I also feel Jalen and Tatum. But, you know, nobody wants to play with a ball hog. I'm not calling them a ball hog, but, like, we, it goes back to playing at the playground, bro. Like, they don't care how good or not good you are. Like, at some point, like, you got to pass the ball to your teammates. I mean, I feel that. I, I, don't, I don't – I just think Marcus Smart was wrong at the end of the day. I, don't, I just didn't think he really had a valid point. I felt like they did. I felt like they were passing. They just were missing shots. Like, well, yeah, we'll see. They lost last night, so. Yeah. Was it last night? I believe it was. Yeah, against the Mavs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, but they did beat the Heat. So, I mean, it's it's that's what I'm saying. This is a puzzling team. It's just up and down with them. So, um, my next surprise will be the Bulls. I didn't I didn't have the Bulls being that good, this good. Like I I to your point, I think you said on your show, like they're kind of small, um, especially with Patrick Williams out. Um, but yeah. I had them being good, but I was very iffy on the defense. They are small, but the defense is, you know, it's that's cool. I mean, look, yeah, this is this is a uh, really, really uh, been a Caruso coming out party. I, in, ter- in terms of impact on the team, like his stats aren't great, but you just like I've been saying that he's, for yeah, he's just everywhere. I've been saying that for two years. Two years I've watched Alex Caruso, two years plus, and I've been saying like he's the Lakers are better when he's on the floor over Rondo in the regular season. Everybody called me crazy. Like they are, bro. Like they are. He, he yeah, hustles. Yeah, I don't really. He, like, I can't he can't really shoot. I've been telling people that like he can't shoot. Like he needs to learn how to make a three pointer consistently. I mean, he's an average shooter. He's shooting. Well, you know. Well, this year he might be better. But last the, in L.A. he was not a good shooter. Like when he shot, it was you know it was like whatever. But he could attack the basket. He knew his role, and he was obviously more limited with LeBron as as you should be. But I've been I was banging that drum, and everybody's like, oh, you know, maybe you think he's good. I was like, bro, he's not. I'm not. I'm not Bleacher Report. I'm not calling him Michael Jordan. Just saying he's a serviceable player in his role, and the teams are better when he's on the court. Simple things like literally just playing defense, just standing in front of somebody and deflecting the ball, things that, like, and I'm not trying to call out Rondo, but comparison to, like, what Rondo was doing in the regular season, this is going to win you a basketball game. Now, in the playoffs, I get it. Other things, you know, and in certain situations. But, yes. Back to I mean, I, shoot, I take I take Caruso in the playoffs too. At this point, he'll be well, playing. With, he'll be playing in the for the Bulls in the playoffs. Oh, he will. He was playing with like in the playoffs. I'm just saying, like I'm saying to this point, because like, I got into one of my friends about it, and he were like, you know, uh, you rather have Caruso over Rondo, and I was like, yes, in the regular season, 82 games, and then playoff Rondo showed up, and playoff Rondo was the real was, question is for the Lakers is would you well, rather I don't, had Caruso I don't, or or THT. I can't answer that question because I would say THT off the top of my head, but I can't answer that question because I have to see what he's done this year. It's going to be a little bit biased because Caruso is playing on a winning team. But I don't want to get into the Lakers right now. I want to stay on the Chicago. I didn't see that team being that good. I didn't see the Bulls' uh, defense. They're serviceable. Um, DeRozan, as you said, you you know watched him for two years in San Antonio, and you said people are going to be surprised at how good he really is. He's having a little mini resurgence. Um, and Zach Levine is playing defense. So I mean the Bulls are good. They're kind of small. Um, yeah, they definitely need another another wing bad, and their bench is not good now that Patrick Williams is out. I mean, they, they, you know they'll get Kobe White back, and that'll be nice. But again, that's just another guard. Forgot you know, it'd be him. hard to play him with uh, Caruso, Levine, DeRozan. Like that's a small lineup, but it could work. You know, with Vucevic at center. But yeah, they uh, they need another like power forward. I mean, they're already forward. playing a small guard um, with uh, the rookie. Same. Yeah, uh, Io. Yeah, so uh, so that's what I'm saying. They need they need another wing bad now that Patrick Williams. I mean, and they can get that at the trade deadline maybe. Um, but yeah, no, I I I, I wouldn't say the Bulls are surprised just because like like you said, like I thought I thought the Rosen would really make them a lot better. I didn't have the thought, and I thought he fit, he fit really well with Levine. I was very iffy on them. I I, di- I didn't think they would be bad. Like I thought it'd be entertaining. I just think like, and some of it is too, like the East is right now, it just looks like a toss up. So they probably look even better than they what they really are. And we haven't even talked about Lonzo, but um, who the Celtics probably really need. Uh, um, but yeah, the Bulls are just 
they're a little bit better than I thought, and I and I enjoy watching them. Um, I just didn't know where to go with them. I could have seen them being really good. I could see them being like we're gonna score a lot of points and being really bad on defense, and you know it's not gonna work. But it's been good, so uh, give credit where credit is due. Um, I went last time. You have another surprise for the East. Do I have another surprise for the East? I felt like I had another surprise for the East. Um, I got like I got like two or three more. Uh, oh, the Cavs. That was my surprise. Um, just because Second. I felt like, uh, well, you know, and they haven't even been that great. I think the biggest surprise is, granted, I thought Evan Mobley was the best rookie in this draft, but I still did not think that he'd be the defensive good. end, that he would elevate, you know, this team to being solid. You know, if you have Sexton and Garland as your backcourt, like, those, that's defensively, that's that's tough to play with. Um, but Mobley just gives them so much because he can play next to Jared Allen. You can put Mobley at the five. You know, he Kevin Love is actually looking okay. Like they added rookie Rubio. Like they added random people who you wouldn't suspect to be great. But, but it just kind of works in a weird way, especially if you get a random good shooting night from Sexton or Garland. Like they're just they're just they're a very tough team. They're, I mean they're six and four right now. Like they they've had some good wins. They got they just beat the Raptors on the road not too long ago. Um so yeah, I don't know. I, I just I was very surprised. I don't even know who their coach is. But they're just Isn't it um I, Bernie Pickert? Is it is it? No, I don't even I don't know, know who, who their coach I'm about to do a quick Google, but you know, when we're talking about the East, I don't think that either one of us seriously took Cleveland as a playoff team. I thought, you know, a long shot playing. Yeah, JB Bickerstaff. Yeah. Uh as a coach. But um, you know, I don't think neither when one I of say us... Bernie. I think it's yeah, but yeah. I said Bickerstaff. I have Bickerstaff. Yeah, but whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, you know, I think I think I'm, I might have or one of us might have mentioned Cleveland as, you know, they could contend for the 10 seed or you know what I mean? Like um maybe I yeah. did. I I feel like it wasn't me, but <laughs> I feel I feel like I felt like it was me just because I liked Evan Mobley. Um, but yeah, no, they're, they're, they're good. And I, you know, and it's just like a random assortment of players. Like they got Lori Markinen playing the three, you know, like their starting lineup is Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, Lauren Markinen, and then Darius Garland and second, like, it's just such a weird lineup. You, they have three, Always. six, 10 guys. And then two guys that are like six, two, like they don't have any real wings. You know what I mean? Like they don't have that yeah. six, six guy, Okoro, their, their top five pick last year has been hurt pretty much all year. Um, like I said, they added Rubio, which I didn't think made any sense adding Rubio with those two guards, but he's been a really good veteran, you know, presence for them. Um, nice six man. You know, I've even seen games where they play Rubio, Garland, and Sexton all on the court at the same time. It's crazy that it kind of works because you just have Evan Mobley at center and he just really does everything on pick and rolls, uh, protecting the rim. You know, like, you know, when they played the Lakers, LeBron gave him some business. But he didn't look overwhelmed. He just, you know, it's just a rookie. You know, his, you know, his body, you could tell, still needs to develop a little bit in terms of getting stronger and all that. But, like, he knows what to do and where to be. Like, he's super talented. And, like, he reminds me of a young Anthony Davis, So like, in a lot of ways, um, especially on defense. Um, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of people say that he reminds them of young Kevin Garnett. Um, but, yeah, no, Evan Mobley, he's the real deal. I will say um, I've always liked Jared Allen. This is my take on it. <laughs> I've always liked Jared Allen. Um, they've actually been a lot better 
like you said, and advertise fun team to watch. I it's just a shame that I I do think they're gonna probably split up that Sexton. Um, well, and they, they honestly they probably should. Yeah, I, mean, I was just saying that, it's a shame, like but it's probably but it's just, should. Just, just, you probably you don't need two small cards. Yeah, like I think I think. And I think that they will keep Garland. I think Sexton is oh, the yeah. one who will be, no questions. Who will, be on the, who will be on the trade block. They haven't paid the man yet, so you can tell where that's coming from. Um, right. So I don't, you know, and I'm, I'm not sure that they can get a nice wing. Um, Sexton. My next surprise, which isn't really a surprise, but because I, I kind of said they're going to be sneaky anyway, but it's the Wizards. Um, I said the Wizards like watch out, like Kuzma's gonna have an unlimited leash, and they're gonna they got Dinwiddie and it's just a bunch of offense on that team. Now, I don't know if they're gonna stop anybody, but it'll be fun to watch. And it's been way better than advertised so far. Once again, the East has kind of been a toss up anyway. They did go to Brooklyn and got the break speed off of them, but um, I've watched a lot of Wizards basketball lately. Um, I pretty much always, you know, they're always on. Uh, been to Wizards games and they're just fun. Like I, I've talked shit to Wizards fans. Like, oh, it's another losing season loading. But I don't know. Like they like they're sneaky deep. Like everybody plays their role, and this is like you get production out of one of those things. Where like if Kuzma's having a bad night, KCP's there. If KCP's having a bad night, Harold's there. If they all having a good night, then you have Dinwiddie and uh, Bill who are. are really solid backcourt in the East right now. So it's it's been fun to watch. I will say Harold is definitely a, a DC fan favorite. Like no questions asked. They love him here. Um yeah, no, I like I like the Wizards. They're they're fun. I, you know, now you know they're a first round exit waiting to happen, but they're fun. But that's the thing though. Like you can probably say that now, but when the season started, I, I, at least I wasn't banging the first round exit waiting to happen drum. It was like, they're sneaky. They might get a playing game. We'll see. Obviously, if they get in, then yes, they're probably a, a first round exit waiting to happen. But like the fact that we're even here and we're like, yo, they're, yo, they might be a first round team. Like, and now they still might end up in the playing game just because, like, if you assume the Nets and um, Brooklyn, I mean, the Nets and the Bucks hit their stride, Miami hits their stride, Boston with the talent, and then Philly, um, and then New York. Like, you probably assume that they're all probably might yeah, be I mean, a better Hawks, record. Hawks, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, they might still be a playing team. But also, like, if one of those teams slips, I mean, they beat the know, Hawks Celtics, twice. Celtics looking, like a, Celtics looking like a lottery team to me. All right, that's a little bit far. I mean, but okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, like, I mean, right now they're looking like a lottery team because, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll go to another surprise team. I didn't expect the Raptors to be this good. Yes, I would say that. Um, I didn't expect Scotty Barnes to look like a good pick over Jalen Suggs. Not to say that Jalen Suggs is bad just because, you know, the Magic are super rebuilt, but Scotty Barnes has been good, you know, and and they've done all this, and Pascal Siakam hasn't even played yet. I'm saying. So, I mean, like, you know, it is what it is. One of those teams just slip and the Wizards could be – top six or at least maybe even if they're not six they might still be playing but they might be seven where it's like okay we could have saw them game or two here but they beat the hawks twice i think at least once so i mean as long as they handle their business in division that's what's up um and my last two will be the knicks and the hornets um i guess the knicks really aren't surprised um bing bong i've, I've been watching side talking yc i 
I sift the Knicks Kool Aid every time. Let's go Knicks. My first MSG game against the Pacers two months on Monday from now or two months from now. Okay, I will say I'm very like I'm a little shocked at Indiana. I thought they would be a little bit better, and they're in every game. They just and they just like I went to the Wizards Pacers game that you know that went to was that double overtime? I think that was it was overtime. I can't remember. I think another game was double overtime. But anyway, like. I, I watched the, the Pacers play the Hornets. Same thing, like close game. So like, the Pacers have been on, on my other side of disappointment. But I mean, um, the Knicks. Yeah, I'm sipping the Kool Aid. They're just fun to watch. It's cool. And New York is good. Um, Let's go Fournier. MSG me. Yeah, Fournier, uh, Derrick Rose. Love to, love to see Derrick Rose uh, still out there putting up buckets um, in spurts. So I'm I'm on the next and the Hornets like I think we both are very high on the Hornets. We were just based on um like uh, the health of um Hayward. Hayward. Yeah, they're not guard- they're not guarding anyone though. Jesus, they're they're first in points and last in defense. Like, it's- <laughs> <laughs> but they're first in points, and that's because Miles Bridges is out here uh, putting up thirty balls every every other game. Um, they're just I. I'm a little bit – I've come around to the bench, like you said. Like, it's a little bit better than – I'm probably still not as high as, as you were, but I'm not as low as I was to start the season. But they're not really a surprise, but – Yeah, I mean, they're 5-5. Five five. You know, they're yeah. right – you know, they're right there. They're very up and down. You know, they'll beat a good team, then they'll get blown out by the Warriors. Well, the, war- well, the Warriors are – Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, we can go to the West a little bit. I feel like we've only talked about the East – Oh, you, you know, said be the good. I, I when you said be the good team, I was automatically assuming that you talked about the Warriors as being like good, be oh, the good team, lose no. to a bad team. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, no, no, no. They beat another team and then they play the Warriors and get smoked. Yeah, yeah. I saw that game. Um, so that's my picks for the East. I don't know if you have any other. Um, no, I, I feel like the, the East has been covered well. I mean, the only thing I last thing I'll say is, uh, the one slight surprise is I didn't expect the Nets to need Kyrie as much as they do. Uh, that's partially because James Harden is stinks. Uh, well, yeah, one like kind of he stinks right now. Yeah, he stinks right now. Like, is all that all that ref baiting free throw line shit like isn't working? Like, I saw him like hook someone's arm and then they called an offensive foul. Like, wow. yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in a new NBA. Wow, I love it. Hey, I, and I will say this too: the games have been felt a lot shorter. Like, they feel like they're not. Burden and on that two out two and a half hours is like less free throws. They kind of feel like the pace is moving a little bit faster. So uh, I think that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, that that ref baiting has has stopped. So jumping into the West, your surprises. Not so, I, I'll tell you my overall surprise. Everybody in the West stinks, <laughs> like except for the outside Jazz. of Utah and, and yeah Utah and yeah. State. Um, but we we already know what to expect about the Jazz. Uh, Golden State will be my surprise about how good they are right now, even without Clay. Like I didn't think they would be bad by any stretch of the imagination, and it's only been ten hey, games. Cool party, cool party. Yeah, it's only been ten games, but they're at a top of the conference, and I didn't think they would be. What are they? Eight and one, seven and one, uh, seven and one. So I mean, yeah, that's been. This has been my big surprise, but everybody else thinks uh, the the Dallas is six and three, but they're very up and down. Phoenix five and three, but they're also up and down. And a lot of turmoil going on in that organization. Memphis, Zara Rant is going off every every night, but the rest of the team, outside of uh, um, damn, we were just talking about him on your on your show. 
um, DeAnthony, uh, Melton, it, everybody else is kind of Desmond Bain. Yeah, everybody else is kind of well. Let me not say everybody else. Jerry Jackson Jr. is kind of slumming it, very slumming it right now. Yeah, I don't, I don't really get it with him. Like I said, black black Christophs. Yeah. Uh, Denver uh, has been up and down. Jokic looks, you know, Jokic looks fine. Uh, everybody else, Michael Porter Jr. looks oddly like he doesn't sometimes even want to shoot, which is what he's there to do, which he's been asking to do. Um, and then the Lakers are trash. Uh, the Clippers are kind of where we kind of expect them to be. Portland is five and five and pretty much, you know, up and down as well. So the West has just been a dumpster fire and it's, it's kind of honestly in a weird way, kind of cool. Cause it's like, nobody's really running away with it. Uh, probably the jazz will probably, you know, end up with the number one seed. And at this rate, maybe uh golden state, but I don't know. I'm kind of, I kind of enjoy watching everybody beat up on everybody every single night. Um, I do not enjoy watching the Lakers get beat up on, but that's neither here nor there. It warms my heart. Mm. Just warms it. I mean, what are your thoughts on it? On just the West in general? Your surprises are? Uh, I don't know. I feel like you summed it up pretty well. I mean, I feel like the Kings kind of always start off pretty good, so I don't want to make too much of them. I got to I gotta see them in, in January and see where they're at. I feel like they always start off well and then and didn't hit a road bump or something um you know the, the clippers are about our 500 the um like you said the the nuggets are 500 i expected them to be at least a little better but you know they're game over they're five and yeah four. you know five and four so everyone's kind of just hovering around you know i feel like everyone in the west almost has had some type of playoff battle and are almost like just kind of cruising right now other than you know the Warriors you know and the Jazz who are you know notoriously good regular season teams when they're you know on pace I will say that a slight surprise not a huge surprise but definitely a slight surprise is I didn't expect the Pelicans to be this bad like I mean I know they don't have Zion and I know Ingram's been hurt but geez like they they are that's like the one lock I when I'm betting I look at who the Pelicans are playing and I just bet against them every night and it's it's just easy money like yeah, I did not I, I yeah, did you, not expect that you've only lost one time <laughs> all right that's what I'm saying like, I mean you could take that are, you could take that same logic for OKC as long as they're not playing the Lakers but well I but mean, I but I expected that as well right. we, we knew them coming in that they were rebuilding like the Pelicans are doing this fake win now shit whatever with Zion blah 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 like they need to you know, pump the brakes. Like, Zion isn't going anywhere. He's going to take that contract extension. Like, if anything, like, I don't even know if I would play him this year. Like, I would just, like, bro, just, like, get in shape. Like, I don't even want to see your fat ass on the court. Like, just go get in shape. Like, you're too heavy and you have foot problems. Like, no. Like, that is, no. And you're still probably jumping, like, 35 inches off the ground just because he's a freak athlete. Like, that, he's he's defying physics. Like, his foot's going to fall off. Like, absolutely not. Like, the last thing I need to do is rush him back. I mean, that's just a horrible situation in general, just given the fact that, you know, they kind of lied to the team about when he would be back, his injury and stuff. Like, he's pulling that Kawhi shit where he, like, kind of keeps his medical shit to himself and has his own separate team and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, his family is, like, big money. Main people <laughs> like, but, but he hasn't done shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, all of a sudden, you look at, I will, you know, John Morant, and he's – zooming past him you know i will and, say that the the pelicans new orleans medical staff is historically terrible so i don't blame him for that one 
mean, I, I'm, I'm just saying being fat. No, yeah, no, no. I'm saying, but you know, having his own like team and now is his team good? Is his team, his team is like his parents. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is his team good? No, probably not. I'm just saying, like, I get it. If if, if it's one organization in basketball historically that's been documented, and I ain't trusted medically. It seems like it's the Pelican slash Hornets of New Orleans. So I suppose one one last thing I'll say on the West is I watched a T Wolves game the other day and. Carlton Towns will be the next star on the move. He he looks like he's ready to go. Yeah, well, yeah. He he doesn't look like he likes being in Minnesota. Uh, would you? I mean, not really. I'm just okay. I'm just saying. I, mean, <laughs> I feel him. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just he, yeah, he I'm, looks I'm, like he's ready to go. I uh, you know. I'm I'm seeing a a Carlton Towns for DeAndre Ayton and and other things trade in the in the in the in the works. DeAndre Ayton. Ooh. You know, I, that's how you know. You know, Cat and Devin Booker are good friends. You know, I don't know what the, the, the Suns would have to add to make the money work, uh, since Cat's already on his extension and and Aiton's on the last year of his rookie deal. How that would work? Maybe a signing trade of some sort. But I'm just I'm feeling that in my bones right now. I'm feeling that DeAndre Aiton plus you know maybe a couple role players or something, maybe a, a pick or two uh, for Cat. You know, and then you have Mikel Bridges. Nah, that's too much. I don't think. Okay, I was gonna say because if I was Mikel Bridges, I'd be shaking in my boots. No, 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 no. They just signed. They just signed Mikel. He's locked in for sure. I'm not. I'm not. Mikhail and I'm not. Yeah, I feel. I'm not. I just to clarify. I wasn't to anybody listen. I wasn't saying that because I think you should do that. I was just for you. Basically, how you said to make the money work. It's one of those things where he's probably too good and he has to play himself into a trade to get a star. Yeah, but like, no, he, I, I don't but I would not do that. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, they just signed Landry, Landry Shaman to like a twelve, like four years, forty-four million dollars, for example. Like you can throw that contract in easy. Plus, I mean, a if, I, if I'm Landry Shaman, I just, just, just sick. Like, I mean, look, Landry Shaman should be grateful he's making that much money and not say anything. Oh no, that, no, of course. But like, just like I, was, like, I was in Philly, then I was in LA, then I was in Brooklyn, then I was in Phoenix. All relatively, you know, winning teams, and now you, I ended up in Minnesota. Like, yeah, oh, goddamn. Oh, I think for Minnesota, it's time to let the cat thing go, trade them while his value's high, and just build a team around Anthony Edwards and whatever you get for cat. In my opinion, because I was going, I don't. I mean, one, I don't think cat is that guy. But two, again, he just doesn't really look like he wants to be there. Like, he, I don't feel like he's giving him big effort every night. Like, and I don't know if that's because Andy, like, Andy Edwards kind of has some ball hog tendencies, especially with Anthony Edwards and D'Lo out there. Like, it's hard, hard, hard to pass, hard, hard to distribute those shots around. But I don't know. I just, you know, it's early. I could be wrong, but that's just how I'm, that's what's what I'm feeling, or that's what I felt the last the most recent game I watched at Timberwolves. Would you, um, damn, I forgot. Oh, D'Lo. What do you do about that? I mean, what can you do? You kind of kind of got a little stuck, rock. Stuck, yeah, stuck, stuck with him. Kind of stuck with him. Stuck with him like the Lakers are stuck with Russ. <sighs> yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, the West is. I mean, do we want to talk about the Lakers, the elephant in the room, or do we want to say that for a separate podcast? I mean. It could, you know, it doesn't have to. It could be a separate podcast. We can just see how it plays out. It's interesting, though. I think this is. I think this is the first year LeBron is uh, mortal. You know, these these muscle tissue injuries are are I think the first sign of 
wear and tear old age. You know, I think the, the ankle thing was a freak accident, but even still, you know, he's been on the injury report, like questionable ankle, blah, blah, blah. But like once you start getting random, like abdominal strain injuries and this and that, like, I mean, we'll see come playoff time. If, you know, because I feel like, you know, it's early in the season. I'm sure if it was the playoffs, he'd probably be playing. But I, I, the, the, the first, I think this is the first season that LeBron is, is taking a real step. I mean, now back is still really good. Like, I still would probably have him somewhere in the top 10 players. Um, not five? No, nah, probably not five. And that's, that's the first drop off, you know. I, I, I don't think I would put LeBron in my, in my top five. Now, for one game, now, if it's just one game, then maybe. But if we're talking over 82 games, or even if we're talking over seven games where in the playoffs you're playing every other day, then the next round you're playing every other day, and that even that starts to kind of wear on you. You know, we had uh, a, a – uh, what was that app called? Clubhouse about this thing before last season, and I said that. I was like, yo, like, from one game, I get it, but, like, LeBron does this thing where he doesn't, he's not available for these two games and he walks back on defense. And, and I get why he's doing it. Like, can you be the best player in the league overall if you're doing stuff like that? Yeah. And, and everybody you know, was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, bro, like, <laughs> think about this. Like, we're talking over now. If you're telling me for a stretch of 20 games, or if you're telling me I need you to go hard for 20 straight games, LeBron, I don't care what you do after that. It's 20. Yes, I, I can feel you. But like, you know, the best availability is available. The best ability is availability. Like if you can't play 82 games, you're only good or you're top tier for 50, but I know, or you're top tier for 42 and in the next half of 40, 41. And then the next 20 of those you're not playing. And then the other 21 left, you're just kind of like getting your numbers here and there. I can't say you're the best player in the league. You know what I'm saying? Now I still had him top five back then. And, and I was still, like LeBron's that good, he was still uh, like grappling with. Well, he still might be, but I just posed that question, and people were like, "Oh, you might be tripping." And I was like, "Okay." And now everybody's kind of coming around to this thought, and I was like, "Insane." Well, I think it's just, I think it's just worse now. I think it's more obvious and just like more apparent because he's older than he was when we had that combo. It it was obvious his first year in LA to me. Now, I wasn't on the Wash King train or anything, but just the fact. And it was, I think he got away with it because people were like, well, he's not playing for anything, which is true. Like, we weren't going nowhere. But my man told me it was dark 0 30 time after the All Star break and we didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> and, and nobody questioned that. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was just like, and you talk about, oh, this is the first drop off. No, that was the first drop off. He told me it was dark 0 30 time. And after that, we got worse. So, like, and it, that's not on him, but it's just like, I got to start looking around like, yo, like, you know, and was he still the best player? Like, he proved it the next year. You could argue like, oh, he was the most valuable player in the bubble and all this. And when championship, yeah, but like, it, it wasn't like Cleveland LeBron was like, he's just the best player every night, no matter, you know, who's on his team. And he's just dragging people to the playoffs. And, you know, you don't have to ask him to do that. All this is factual. I'm just saying, like. We had to start looking at it then, you know. But that's why the best player in the league question is always, like, a very weird – because it's – I hate to overcomplicate stuff, but, like, what is your criteria? Like, are we talking one game or, you know, one possession or one playoff series? Are we talking about over the course of 82 basketball games? Who's going to be the best every night? Because everybody's agenda is different. If you're 26, you have to play hard every night. If you're 36, 
I don't even want you playing that hard every night. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Um, I will say two quick things about the Lakers. I still think the Frank Vogel fire stuff is too early. It's ten games of the season. I wish I. Hey, it's coming. I, I I didn't really see it at first, but after like last night, oh, it's 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 out there. That fire I, Frank Vogel is out. See, there. the thing is, you can fire him, but I don't even know who you bring in, and I don't know. I guess Tyron Lube is the example of this, but I don't know anybody who's gotten fired halfway through the season and the team has gotten not even halfway ten games of the season. The team's gotten better. I'm just you know, saying they only gave him a one year extension. I don't think they see the vision either. Well, that that's you know, but. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. But I can't really blame it all on him when, number one, Anthony Davis, and I've said this before, he's my least favorite Laker superstar, all-star, whatever you want to call him, like, of all time to watch. And that's saying something, because I watched 2012 Dwight Howard. And it's him and Dwight Howard are battling for that spot. It's just because he's not around. He's not available. Like, this Lakers team, every Lakers super, super team reminds me of going back to 04 Steve Nash, uh, Dwight Howard, and Paul Gasol, Paul Gasol, excuse me. Um, it's always the same thing. Like, it's always one player that doesn't fit. Um, maybe the team that fit the best was the Kobe uh, Nash year, but they were just all old. But it's one player that don't fit. Gary Payton in 04, Westbrook in 2021. And then everybody else is, we're always old. Kobe's old, Nash is old. I, I guess Kobe wasn't that old, but that was the year that he, I think, Towards Achilles, so you know that was the decline. Um, but Nash is old. Dwight has back injury. The Lakers in 04, Gary and you know Malone were old, and they still won. But it's always it, like same thing. We get these old guys, and it's always injury prone. And I was just saying that to say that Anthony Davis is the most injury prone of all of them, and he's the youngest. And it's just like <laughs> last night he left the game with a tummy issue. It's just like, bro, like, <laughs> if the bubble guts, bro, come on, man. You want to act it on the court? Bro, I, I, go take a dump and then come. Like, it's just, he's just, it's just not, it's not pleasure. It's not pleasurable. Come on, bro. He's the best player. He, LeBron, he was the second best player in the league in, in the bubble. You don't remember that? I do. But it's just, <laughs> it's just, it, I'm not talking about his talent. It's just watching him play a night in and night out. It's just not as enjoyable as other Lakers superstars. I'm just sorry. It's just not. Um, I hope he gets it together. Obviously, I'm, you know, want him to be great, but it's just, he's just not. Uh, so that's my one take in the Lakers. And then, like, the rest of the thing, man, like, it's, it starts slow, but this one is bad. <laughs> one, of th- one of 13. Yeah, this one, this one is bad. Um, he was bad in Washington, though, so I will say that. But I still give him time, but this one is bad, and the fit just isn't there. And like you said before, those other teams, like, eventually just gave him the ball and got out the way. Nobody's giving him the ball and getting out. Like, last night was the night you should have got the ball and got out the way, and he went one for 13. So, I mean, like, it's bad. Melo has been the best bright spot on this team um, as far as the superstar little group. Got to give him his flowers. Lakers Melo is a thing. Um, even if he regresses to the three-point mean and, like, stop shooting like crazy, it's just a pleasure to watch Melo ball out. Um, but other than that, Mello it's just – Melo for six, man. I mean, that's Tyler Harrell's uh, award to lose 10 games mm-hmm. in the season at this point. But uh, – This is true. Um but yes, Mello three to the dome every time he shoots. It's it's a lovely thing to see. Um, I love the Stay Mellow uh, Laker logo that he had. He had ready. His team was on it when he signed. Um, but yeah, that team is just hard hard to watch. It's not really enjoyable. I tweeted this last night. This is those Laker superstar teams are always hard to watch, and either they don't like each other. 
uh, somebody doesn't fit, somebody doesn't want to be there, or it's, it's just Anthony Davis is, has tummy issues. Like, it's just bad. But I have a, I can go in a deep dive on this. I don't want to turn this to Lakers podcast this, this early. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, I, I've gotten my, 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 my fair share. I'm glad, uh, glad, glad we discussed it. Yeah, I mean, the, the OKC thing was, was – the first time or second time? <laughs> the second time. The first—I mean, both. But like the second time, like the two back-to-back plays was just like, <sighs> yeah, Russell, Russell Wild guy. The first one, I was almost willing to forgive because, like, okay, he joins the basket, lost the ball, man, it might happen. Nah, but when he was floating around and just gave up that dunk, I was like, yo, this dude, yeah, this yeah. dude is. Within the three, like Melo is hot. You came down the court. You didn't even run a play. It, it wasn't like it was one second to go, and it was like there's no time to pass the ball. I have to shoot. Fine. I don't care if Dwight Howard brought the ball up the court. It's it. You know, if, if it's point five seconds, somebody got to shoot. You got to shoot it. It was enough time. Like you didn't even let Melo like come off the screen. Nobody. Everybody was just like, if you look when he shot the ball, Reeves and everybody was just running around and and like uh, the pick and Melo was clapping for the ball. Just started clapping and Russ just launched it. And it's just like, why? <laughs> you weren't even you, you couldn't even tell me that like you were wide open i'd be like okay you know you were wide open i mean there's a reason why you're wide open but i'm also the guy that says hey if you're wide open you know you, got, you might have to take that shot cool it was just like nah bro like i'm just shooting it and then he's been doing this that and that's the problem with westbrook it's not that he doesn't hustle doesn't play hard like like you said he raises your floor is that 10 years into the league it's still like you're still making these plays down the stretch like you have KD on your team. Why are you jacking up bad shots down the stretch? You have Bill. You have Harden. You have Melo who's hot. You have PG. Like, come on, man. Like, I've seen it. We've seen you close out games as the man, and we've seen you pass the ball and make the right play. And this is like, you just never know which one you're going to get. Um, but, yeah, the Lakers have problems. Austin Reeves is playing a lot of minutes. And he hasn't been bad, but that's just something I've noted. Um we need those young bodies out there to really hustle. Yeah, definitely, definitely need Kendrick Nunn to take Rondo's minutes and THT to take uh, Austin Reeves' minutes, at the very least. And Wayne Ellington. Elling, Elling, like, oh, yeah, Wayne Ellington, yeah. Saw, we'll see I, I saw a Trevor Reeves' assist. But. Yes. Just, but just old, though. Like, no, no beef with him, but, like, is he going to play? You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, I was just – I was just. In the last, Rondo and Trevor Reeves are playing more games than Anthony Davis. I'm going over <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the last the last thing I'll say, I think the most glaring thing is just like y'all just have no defenders. Like you guys have no wing defenders. Like no more Danny Greens, no more KCPs, Caruso's. It's just average at best guys. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It's gonna be long long season ahead. Long season ahead. Well, yeah, we'll see what Trevor Reza and Austin Reeves does when they come back. And oh well, Austin, I mean, Austin Reeves already back, but Trevor Reza, Trevor Reza, Austin Reeves, THT rotation. Um. And then I just – I also – last thing I, I, I will say, I also – every time he steps on the floor, I forget he's on the team. And that would be um, um, uh, DeAndre Jordan. Every time he steps on the floor, I'm like, damn, we have DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, that's always nasty work. That's, if both of them ever get fired, it's for all the men he plays DeAndre Jordan and Russ together. That's just nasty work. Uh, and then the rookie they, or the young dude they put in last night, like he was hustling. I'm like, that's, I'd rather see this dude on the court at this point than, than DeAndre, but – even Dwight be hustler. DeAndre just like, yeah, such such is life. Such is life. Long season. Can't wait. My, my Spurs mean, give my Spurs give max effort. That's all I can ask for. 
Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm, we'll see. You know, it starts slow, so I'm not going to, you know, jump on the bandwagon. I said I wasn't going to turn this to a Lakers-centric, and we probably went about five minutes about them. But trust me, I have more takes on them. Um, uh, so there's a long season, many podcasts ahead, buddy. I'm perfect. sure they'll give you a lot of content to talk, to speak on. Oh, yeah. Listen, this is, I'm not going to say what I said to you in private, but you know, you know, like, <laughs> we've had discussions about this, you know. But I'm never, at this point, I've seen it three times. I'm at the point where I'm never, whenever the Lakers create a super team, I'm never, I'm never getting my hopes up. It, it just it never ends well. <laughs> uh, yeah, fair enough. This will be the third time, so we'll see. But uh, I guess the first time kind of did, but everybody wanted to kill each other. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, this is, so yeah, I mean, we're recording this on Sunday at uh, noon. So it was one one oh nine now. So it'll be Monday when you hear this. We'll be back. Uh, drop any comments, likes, or you know, subscribe. Tell us if you want to hear anything else. And actually, Rodney, tell me if you have anything coming up. Yeah, I know we report. We actually recorded a pod last week that I never posted, so I'll probably just post that on Tuesday. I felt like it was still it's relatively evergreen, so I'll post that on Tuesday. Uh, I do football pods every Wednesday um, with uh, Pope and Kari and Derek Nelson, but. Uh, so yeah, you know, and other than that, you know, uh, just trying to trying to get consistent. You know what I'm saying? Just trying to do something every week. That's really all it is. So there's a lot of basketball content from us this upcoming week. You'll post this next to Monday, so I'll probably post hours from last week on Tuesday. And yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah. As soon as it's done, I just write up a draft and just hit submit. Well, yeah, just whatever. But yeah, keep a lookout for that. Keep a lookout for uh, um. No time out, football and basketball, everything. And yeah, we'll talk to you guys later.